Welcome back to Range Anxiety. There was a bit of David Lee Roth with California Girls for no actual reason. I need a bit of cheering up today. 30 years of automotive tuning experience and general mucking around with cars in 30 minutes coming at you. And it's it's a drive home session today. It's a drive along, so it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be noisy. If you don't like it, I don't care. Yeah, aren't I just the, the best person to deal with? Yeah, well, more on that later. Actually, more on that now. Today's Epicast, titled Jumping Through Hoops, because that's all I ever seem to bloody do. Modern life, post-COVID life, it's a terrible thing, isn't it? Particularly when you're playing with people's pride and joy motor cars, which we always try and take a bit of pride and a, a fair bit of joy in. But today was Jumping Through Hoops. Now, those of you that know me know that I try and separate myself uh, a little bit from uh, the general ruckus that is cars. Um, not so much a cars, but in putting it in a polite way, the interactions with the client. And it's probably a good thing for the business too, because I am grumpy and I am old and I am kind of over it. Now, anyone that that's in the industry like I am and has been in there for like 30 years, if you've made it as far as I have, you're a bloody genius to start with. Not a genius, you just got a thick skin or a thick head actually. Hang on a minute, just got to tell the Tesla to drive itself. There it goes. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Now I can recline and talk to all of you guys and girls wherever you are all around the world. Now, I've seen a lot of things over the years, right? Well, we're coming up to a stop, so, so traffic lights already, that'd be right. I've seen a lot of things over the years. I've seen good cars, I've seen bad cars, I've seen good clients, I've seen bad clients. I've seen mental cases, I've seen crackheads. I've, and lots of them, and I've seen it all. But today was the first day someone's dad's ever come in to tell me off. That's right. I thought I, thought I was like back at school, which was, was quite invigorating actually. Um, just long story short, it was, um, I tuned a young lad's car a couple of weeks ago, VE Commodore. It was an absolute mess. It was a V8 and, you know, it, someone had cracked the block, bolting the gearbox to it previously and every bolt, nut, everything on it was just half done up. It was pissing power steering fluid everywhere out of its joints and lines. It, it was not a good thing. It was worked on very, very carelessly by people that didn't know what they were doing. It was a, it was a shock. Anyway, I got a tune in it to get it running, so I had a cam in it, and said to him, mate, you've got to take this away and back to your mechanic and get all this work done, because if I do all this work to it, I'm going to have to charge you for it. But what I'll do is I'll happily finish the tune for you. Once you get them to do up the nuts and bolts and find out whatever else is wrong, because a moment, you do up a few clamps and stuff on it, you're taking warranty for the engine from some backyard of prick who didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? Customer's got to get what he paid for. Simple as that. So I send it away and uh, he goes, look, is there anything else? Nice young man. Anything else that I should be doing to it? You know, while it's away, I said, honestly, it's a cam, it's got a cam in it, right? Six litre with a cam. I said, look, you, you really should maybe look at doing the exhaust system because it had stock headers and stock exhaust, which are bloody useless at the best of times in a stock, you know, even a stock Commodore. So, yeah, do some headers and, you know, and a full exhaust, some cats, and maybe 
you know, and over the radiator, cold air inlet. And he goes, yeah, yeah, all good ideas, all good ideas. He goes, can't afford it right now when I get some budget. I said, okay, just get the nuts and bolts done up first. Get them to go over their work properly. Bring it back in the next couple of days. I'll sort it for you. So he rings me back and he goes, look, well, I've, gone, I've gone somewhere and they're going to build a full exhaust for it, do an inlet, and they're going to retune it. I said, all right. He goes, well, how much money are you giving me? I'm like, cat, what? Well, no, mate. I said I'd finish the job for you um, when it wasn't pissing itself unceremoniously all over my new dyno. I won't even charge you to clean up the mess that it made. But you've got to understand, we've done the job. If you wanted to take it to somewhere else, and it's some local exhaust shop that, you know, if you put an AM radio in front of them, that, that would struggle to tune it. If you want to take it somewhere else, that's your prerogative. He goes, no, well, you know, I paid for something you did. Exactly, you paid for something I did, but now I don't want it anymore because they've taken a read out of what you put in it or are going to read it, and they're just going to modify what you've done so you can give me my money back. And I said, well, no, that's not how it works, son. Oh, okay, fair enough. I said, you're quite welcome to drive the car back to me when it's got the exhaust and airbox on it, and I'll put it on the dyno for you and recal it, you know, and tell you what, it won't even cost you anything. Oh, but I'll need a tow truck. I said, not putting an exhaust and inlet on a Commodore, you won't, son. Just get in it and bloody drive it. Oh, okay. Then today, he rocks up with his dad because his dad didn't think that was fair. So I explained it all to his dad. His dad was actually younger than me. That's a bit scary, isn't it? I explained it all to his dad and said, you know, don't go to McDonald's, eat the Big Mac, return the wrapper and go, I want my money back. Because if you've got a genuine beef or there is a genuine um, mishandling of customer service or not so much even the service, but if the job's not right, then you've got every reason in the world. But because you've changed your mind after you've had the job done or after you've eaten a hamburger... Nah, you know, if the milk turns out to be sour for you, I ain't the kind of pussy to be drinking it. Famous quote out of the movie Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Well, he understood, and he was very happy when I explained to him, um, you know, exactly what I told his son and exactly what I was prepared to do for them. He was quite happy, and he, you know, I said, look, I'm not just an exhaust shop with a laptop. We've been doing this stuff a long time, and I'll get you a better bloody result anyway than these clowns. Oh, okay, well, that's fine then. We'll just bring the car back to you. Great everyone was happy and as we were walking out the door he's like one more thing though why did you basically hang up on my son as you were talking to him and you know most people do get upset if you hang up on them but I kind of like hang up on everyone because I've got about five calls going at any one time um and I've got to cut it short and you know okay mate you're happy with that okay good okay see ya bye as a famous and I've mentioned this before, I think, in Tuna Casino. As a, a famous Australian tuna, Sam Baghdadi, Sam's performance, he's like a yardstick to me. Um, he doesn't, you know, in the LS days, was a king, still is, I believe. And like he always said to me, Martin, he was dry, he was dry as they come. And he said to me, Sam, he said, Martin, tell them if they want friends, go to the pub, you're here to tune their car. And Sam was spot on the money. We've got to be nice and we've got to try to, but, you know, while you're, while you're juggling a couple of other things, it's pretty hard. Anyway, enough of that bullshit for today. That's jumping through hoops. And, you know, it's the same as when people ring up and will talk to you for 
35 minutes about every single option they've got for their new second-hand uh, twin-turbo BMW straight six, wanting to know the ins, outs, and intricacies, and once you've actually nailed the whole conversation with them and you're perspiring from the thought you put into it, they say, I'll ring you back in six months when I decide whether I'm buying one or not. Thanks for that. So yeah, it's like those memes you see on the internet where you see like a 70-year-old guy all wrinkled up and say, it's like, what's wrong with the motor trade? I don't feel it, you know, I'm 34 and don't feel a day over it. Yeah, it's like that, but I'm sure every industry's like that. You see, the trick is to insulate ourselves from it, but my offside of Gareth just doesn't like speaking to people at all, including me. He just likes working on cars and making mess. And he excels at it. So I can't really tell him off for that, can I? All right. So hoops have been successfully jumped through. What else have we been working on? Well, I'm very uh, happy today. <laughs> True, really. Well, I was very happy this morning before I had to deal with knuckleheads uh, because some of you, particularly my American listeners and a lot of my carry Australian people, I suppose you're all car people if you're listening to this, aren't you? You don't listen to range anxiety because you want a haircut. Um, a guy that runs a YouTube channel, The Smoke and Tire, I think it's called, Matt Farah, sponsored by Haggerty. So I think he's quite a big deal. He's got like well over a million followers for his channel in the US. And he does some, I had a quick flick through what he did. And he, he reviews some pretty shit hot stuff, you know. He's not your typical vlogger with a race box and a shitty shaky camera or or maybe a noisy tesla with a crap internal microphone like me but matt farris seems to do some pretty cool pretty all right shit by the look of it right and he got um i don't know if they approached him or, or he approached them he went to the people we deal with my company deals with in the united states unplugged performance good bunch of people that you know if you want to buy anything tesla related aftermarket they're the people right and uh, he did a review on the new Ascension R, their, their complete package, Model 3 Performance. This guy is not really anti-EV, but he's not a real EV advocate. And he, he had to have a couple of pokes at it at the end. But he was absolutely blown away by the looks of it from watching his YouTube video, driving the Ascension R. Oh, look, at someone changing lanes in front of me just randomly here. That's pretty good. Uh, 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 they're letting me in. That's nice. Adelaide traffic is munted that's one good word for it it's like everyone's drunk the entire time <sighs> anyway so he drove the ascension r and he was you know it's fast it handles you know unplugged do some great stuff with their suspension calibration their braking systems their billet top arms their body kits it's actually the only company that i've ever looked at unplugged that actually have body kits that they've got CFD data for that actually improve, you know, uh, the car's aerodynamics, not just add stupid amounts of downforce, buckle your boot lid, and give you things that you can drive into curbs at the front that rip your car in half. So yeah, Unplugged do a great job there. But they also use some of our, our cooling components on it. And it was very, very cool for me to see something that we designed that started out on a, like all good ideas, on a napkin at a restaurant. Oh, well, not really, but we'll give it that romantic notion started out as a napkin workshop it actually started out with a couple of guys uh with their arms crossed 
underneath the car looking at it and saying, I reckon we can do this and we can do it better than Tesla did. And sure enough, uh, we could. And they use our parts on, on, on the unplugged cars. And um, yeah, to see this guy, Matt Farah, holding one up saying, this looks cool. This is good. It just gives you a warm fuzzy. You know, so for every warm fuzzy you get in, in my game for products you've developed, it's worth three dads. So one warm fuzzy is worth three dad visits. Uh, mum visits, I'm not sure. The only time I have had a mum visit before, the only time uh, I've had a mum visit was right back in the day in 2005 when Gareth, my offsider, my worker, my lovely Gareth, the walking mess, uh, his mum came and told me off when he was a client because Gareth was drag racing and we were running his engine on stock, LS1 on, on uh, ethanol running nines, turbocharged, and eventually the poor old thing just shit itself. You know, like it probably ran out of fuel or something like that and it rattled a piston out of it. And his mum dropped him off in her beautiful Magna at the time and she said to me, can you please stop blowing up my son's car? So I looked at her and I said, no. No, I didn't actually. I, I was gobsmacked. Don't blow up my son's car. Yeah, rightio. What about your son? Doesn't drag race his car and blow it up. But anyway, yeah, that was a, the, the beginning of a great um, friendship and, and workplace relationship that Gareth and I have. And it was all founded by his mum. I mean, this is the same guy that first time I met him was at Adelaide International Raceway. And his sister was there jacking his car up, changing his tyres for him. Uh, better known as Sissy. Um, yeah, so I have been told off by various family members before. Yes. So other than that, what else have we been doing? Well, at the moment, I'm conducting some uh, maintenance on my Tesla Model 3. I'm doing a service on it. What? These cars don't need any service. Yeah, maybe. Depends. You know, they tell you, rotate the tyres, change the wiper blades and the cabin filters like a good boy, and that's that. But that isn't that at all. A smart owner will perform a proper service on the batteries. Oh, the batteries need servicing, do they? Yes, indeedy, they do. Oh, more bad traffic in Adelaide. How unusual. Yep, the batteries need servicing. Not so regularly, about once a year. And it's something I do myself, and it's something you can do yourself. You see, what happens with an engine, for example, like a normal petrol-powered shitbox, you will always be limited by the most knock-prone cylinder when you're tuning it. So if one cylinder was, say, half a point in compression higher than another cylinder, that would be the one that limits exactly what the whole engine can do or cooling or something like that. It's the same with a battery pack because the cell in, in any of my cars is made up of hundreds or thousands of little cells. Like the best way to describe it is like a whole shitload of um, AA batteries with coolant channels running between them. Hundreds of them all put into a big pack, all surrounded by cooling channels and all run by the BMS, a battery management system. Now, there's a fair chance, my car's got Panasonic cells in it from the factory, there's a fair chance Panasonic have been making batteries for a lot of years, that they're pretty darn good. There's a fair chance they're good, but there's also a very, very fair chance that one of them, or a few of them, um, 
are worse than the others in terms of they discharge quicker, they're not as efficient, and what happens there is they become the limiting factor for the battery pack. So all arranged calculations a car does, the way it charges, the way it uses the power, are all hinge around those few shitty cells in it. It's just life, you're gonna have them. Right, so how do I service it? Do I get out there, roll up my sleeves, get, you know, I certainly wouldn't be doing that. It involves manual work. Get Garrett to pull a pack out, cut the lid off it. They're actually held together with sticker flakes and all sorts of shit. Like, you don't want to be pulling one apart, kids. Don't try it at home unless you've got a death wish. No, no. You can actually do it externally. So the way to do it, and this is great for any EV owner, any modern EV owner, don't worry about Nissan Leafs, rubbish. Don't want to know about it. They don't even have active management of the battery system. Yeah. So any of your new stuff runs what's called actually active cell balancing. So it can adjust the cell voltage and determine which ones are weak and not by itself. So now if you keep the car charged up to 90% every day like I do, it's not very good for it. You can actually watch your range over a year period when you're fully charged, you'll have like 10 or 20 k's less range than you used to have. And people are like, ah, the battery's dying. I told you they only last eight years and then you're gonna be up for 170 squillion billion dollars for another one. No, just the cells are getting out of balance. So how do we balance the cells in a Tesla? It's quite easy. The car actually does it for you. What you have to do Right, this is really, really cool. It's not keep charging it all the time. We all know it's very, very bad for the cells, NCM chemistry, nickel, cobalt, manganese, I believe it is, to charge them 100% too often. You know, if you're going to charge it 100%, make sure it's a country trip and don't leave it sitting at 100% for days. Just get in and start driving it. Yeah, that's cool. But it's also very, very bad for the batteries to discharge them to zero constantly. You don't want to do that either. But what you need to do and I'm doing it this way, is run the thing down. So have it at 90, have it at 80, have it at 70 or something when you park it, have it at 60s, have it at 50s, run it all the way down to 20 before you bother fully charging again. And what happens is once the car has been sitting there, now I don't know how Hyundai or anyone else do this process, but once the car's been sitting there long enough, in the case of a Model 3, I think it's a couple of hours, it'll go into active cell management or battery balancing mode, cell balancing mode, where it applies a fixed, it, it can actually see, it does, there are all sorts of ways it can do it. It applies a fixed resistance across the cell and to determine each one to determine it, its state of charge. So what it will then do is it will use, if you have cells that are lower than the others and are out of balance, it'll use charge from the stronger cells to even out across so, so basically it's sort of like you've got three or four glasses uh, different um full of bsa at different levels and you sort of balance them all out pour them all into each other so they're all exactly the same level so that's really really cool so do it at high charge mid charge low charge let the car sit there and then charge your car fully again it'll take about a week to do it as your own little experiment charge your car fully again and guess what your range comes back. Yeah, absolutely. It's a battery health thing. 
and you know there are some smart people that know how these cars work and how the battery management system in, in these cars work that have worked this out so yeah it's not something the manufacturer actively advises you to do but it's something i really strongly suggest you do if you have a battery car um hybrids not sure i mean no one sort of really takes them uh, very seriously anyway um not me at least it's sort of you know uh, get off the fence shit or get off the pot as we say in australia um yeah now further to last epicast that i did h-bomb there was an article that came out in our newspaper not a couple of days later or a day later within 48 hours from our state premier and it was called hydrogen boom i thought he a great name when you're trying to convince the public not um, I th- he must have listened to h-bomb but it was again a massive bit of rhetoric about how our state's future is going to be um, secured due to the massive uh, hydrogen we can generate here because we have so much natural gas and you've got to burn uh, 60 million metric shit tons of natural gas to make like a kilogram of hydrogen right <laughs> yeah gas and steam i think it is it's it's a pretty shit way of doing things like i said but the government can see some way of selling off our infrastructure uh, infrastructure to overseas companies to honey dick the general buying public um or voting public uh, oddly enough and probably pertinently enough there was actually no mention of putting in hydrogen filling stations in, into this wonderful country. It was just more of a case of, haha, guess what? We've got to, we're going to make a, shit, uh, a metric shit ton of hydrogen and we're going to sell it to every other country. We're going to be in the money. Yeah, well, we'll still be paying tax through the nose and we won't see any of it, but apparently it's going to create a few jobs. That's good until people wake up and just don't want it anymore because it doesn't work. That's right, I'm still stick by my guns. I haven't actually got any hate mail over that yet. I do believe it will be coming shortly because I probably deserve it, but honestly, you will not find me buying a hydrogen car. And they don't even make any sound. So all of you petrol heads that think they're filling up, or what do we call your petrol flogs, that think they're filling up, is cool uh, you've got a car that makes no noise and is you know ugly but slow now oh, speaking of butts speaking of butts some new software and, and the voice recognition system this week that I, I found out about um, on Facebook actually I don't sit there and talk to this stupid car constantly but I do like some of the cool things that you can say to it there are two new commands that came out in the latest release and they are, if you press the language button and you are stationary and you say, open butthole, any of your Teslas will pop the charge port open. Now that cannot be confused with the other command, which is open my butthole, which pops the boot or the trunk open. Um, yeah, the front trunk, I don't know if people should be saying open my front butthole to the car yes that's a little bit uh yeah, i'm waiting to see how elon's um crew of of zany um software engineers address that one the good old frunk i mean they could always be like mercedes with their new electric s-class they don't have any of this problem because it's so 
jam-packed full of shit. There actually isn't even a frunk to open. So there you go. That's range anxiety for today. Remember, send me your feedback to dtech, D-T-E-C-H, at scnet.com.au. And I will mention you in this exciting series of Epicasts. Thanks a lot for listening.